1: Welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited and as always we're working on your financial freedom. Well, I'll tell you, we finally arrived. The end of 2019 is here, just a few more days. And uh, we'll watch the big ball drop in New York City and we'll see that calendar roll over into a new year and in fact a new decade. And I'll tell you this this is the perfect time for for reflection and and for planning. And in fact, I love this part of the year exactly for this reason, for reflection and planning, looking backwards and looking forwards and really taking account as well of where we stand today. So what do I mean? I'm talking about really sitting, you know, setting aside some time to sit down and, and, and think deeply about the past year. Think about the successes as well as the failures, the growth, you know, the surprises that we had, all the things That have gotten us to where we sit today and where are we today right is also a question and then maybe in the same session or maybe a day or so later sitting down again and and thinking about the future right setting goals thinking about the coming year and what sort of goals uh do we want to put on paper right uh what do we want to achieve in the coming year Uh, and seriously i love it you know i talked on a recent show about buying lottery tickets right so how some people may take that as their opportunity to daydream, right, to think about the future. What am I going to do if dot, dot, dot? Well, I'll tell you, this turn of the calendar is, I mean, really, it's an even better reason to ponder, and, and not just daydream, but but really to, to prepare, and, and prepare to set some real action into motion, and that's what I want to talk about on today's show. Let's talk about reflecting on the past year, questions you might ask yourself to help in the process of reflection, and then let's dive into goal-setting. Why that's important, how to set goals in a more effective manner, and you know, I'll describe what this looks like very briefly for for my wife and I, uh, my wife and me, and, and you know, as by way of example, and and we'll talk about a couple of scenarios, example goals, I would say, uh, for both single family and and multifamily investors, and and let me just mention here, by the way, if if you are on Facebook, if you use Facebook, go check out the Lifestyles Unlimited page there. Uh, you can follow us there and and stay up on on some of the latest news. And I mentioned this because there there was a handy post on there uh, just the other day, and it showed um, a list of the upcoming two-day financial freedom program seminars uh, around the country, in fact. And since we are talking about planning for the coming year, you know, I thought this would be a great place to start for you if you want to get into rental real estate, if you're not already uh, an investor, if you're not already involved. This is a great place to start. And the two-day seminar it's just that right it's two full days 16 hours in total in fact where you will get a, a ton of information on investing in single family houses as well as apartments multifamily. you know the first full day uh or the first day it's a full eight hours eight hours and it focuses on single family investing you know how to find evaluate buy rehab and, and lease a house or multiple right and then the second day, again, is a, it's a full eight hours, and, and it dives into multifamily investing, that apartment side of the equation. And I'm looking at that post right now, and it looks like we've got uh, the two-day coming up in a number of places as early as January 4th and 5th. That's in San Diego. So if you're out in California, you can get ready to hit the road running already very early in, in the year. Um, and then January 11th and 12th, we've got those going on here in Dallas and in Houston as well. And there are more. There are more. So go check out the Lifestyles Unlimited Facebook page and see where we've got those going on. Nashville, Denver, Baltimore, San Antonio, for example. Um, now, of course, if, if you don't use Facebook, I get that. I've got plenty of friends that don't. Um, you can call the offices to register, uh, ask any questions you may have around the, the seminar uh, and get a little bit more information. And the number to call there is 866-945-6565. Again, that's 866 945 Six five six five. That's not going to get you to me. That's going to get you to our member services. And, again, you can register for the two-day financial freedom seminar uh, there. And let me just throw out the number here in the studio. If you do have questions for me or any topics related to real estate, you can give me a call here. The number is 855-497-4335. Again, that's 855-497-4335. Or send me an email to askandy at l u i n c. Dot com. So let's talk about reflecting on the prior year, first of all. And again, like I said, it's it's really an opportunity to to look back on the year and, again, reflect on your successes, which is important, right? Get some motivation and some inspiration from that, as well as your failures, which are, you know, in other words, a, a learning opportunity. And, and I don't know how your, your year has been. Um, I have mentioned this on the air probably uh, too many times, but I've got a toddler, dude just turned three. And he's a handful, and I think this guy has made my year accelerate faster than any year prior to this because it has just blown by. So if I don't take the time to sit back and really think about what has happened uh, and reflect on the year, um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's just a blur, in, in other words. And depending on how busy you may or may not be, you've probably experienced something similar. And, and and depending on how you approach your goals, and we'll talk about goal setting here in a little bit, If you know, if you set them at all, that will drive – this reflection process to some degree you know and and again I'll talk about this later what my wife and I do um, but we set you know monthly quarterly and annual goals and this is all written down this is all in one place and and this list provides a natural framework for us to, to sit down and, and and have in front of us and and to look back on the year that that drives our our, our reflection process and and any discussion we have um, but but I would say whether whether you have built up this you know this framework or not you know there are any number of kind of broad questions, I would say, that um, you, you could and, and should ask yourself and, and that will kind of get your, you know, your juices flowing when it comes to reflecting on the prior year. For example, simply put, what went well? And we could be talking about real estate investing. We could be talking about health. When we set our goals, we have any number of categories that we build those around. Um, but ask yourself, what went well? And this is intended to help you focus on the wins, Right. And let's be honest with ourselves, we tend to focus on the negative stuff in life, right? So use this question, what went well, right, to redirect and think about the positive. We're going to talk about a couple more questions and then shift gears and and look into the future and uh, planning those goals for the coming year when when we return with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to
1: your map to financial freedom. Welcome back to the show. My last day to broadcast here in 2019, and we are talking about reflecting on the past year and looking forward on on the coming year. It's uh, an exciting time of year because it, it can represent change if, if you're willing to accept that, if, if that's something you're looking for and we're talking about reflecting on the past year to begin with because that's going to establish where you are now, what you've achieved, what you've learned, and so on. And that's going to help help you kind of drive the road forward uh, in, in the coming year. And, and one of the questions you we talked about that you might might ask yourself if you're not sure how to do this um, is, is simply you know ask yourself what went well. What was positive? What did you achieve? Um, and, again, this helps you think about the positive side of things rather than doing what we as humans tend to do, which is <laughs> – nah, uh, gravitate towards the negative, I guess. Um, And a variation on that might be more specifically, you know, what were your three to, I don't know, maybe five, three to five biggest achievements this year? And ask yourself as well, what contributed to these achievements? This is going to tell you, how did it happen? Right. And again, this is going to focus you on, on the positive side of things. Now, another question you can ask yourself is what surprised you Right, And that could be in a positive or, or or a negative way and whether good or bad, you know something may have come up unexpectedly as it often does and, and then the question really becomes how did you handle it? And again, you're just kind of examining your your behavior there just thinking about yourself as a person and, and, and how you you know manage through these sort of transitions and, and again, it'll just tell you about your you know just a little bit about your ability to manage change right and and to take on opportunities, right Some of those surprises were probably opportunities and did you grab those? And, and run with those. Now, we do want to think about the negative side of things, of course. And we do want to ask, you know, what were your biggest failures or losses last year, right? Not because we want to dwell on them and get bogged down in the past, but, but you do need to think about those. And again, you need to think about how did you manage through those? How did you grow or, or adapt as a person as a result, right? What did you learn? And then again, if you did set goals, why did you not hit those right which ones did you not hit first of all and 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 why and and this will kind of help you examine your goal setting process in part as well um but also again just you know what you know for me a lot of (laughs) when i looked back we did this earlier when i looked back at our our goal sheet um, you know, I'm going to blame the toddler. The, the guy really slowed us down quite a bit. So I've got to figure out a way to manage around his energy. And, and we love being with the guy, of course, but uh, it uh, definitely has uh, sidelined us a bit. Um, and again, thinking about relationships, here's a question you might ask. Did you make any new ones? And did they create value? And who was that with who, who did you form that relationship with and why and how you know how did you connect in the first place that may tell you where you need to go if that's that person that you need to be around that's pulling you forward that's lifting you up how did you connect in the first place where do you need to go back to that place that that group that organization whatever it was and maybe the other side of the corn, coin there did any relationships go south did they sour and again why and is that something you need to rectify um or is is it perhaps just time to move on Go ahead and, and cut your losses, cut bait with that person, and, and move on down the road. And then I think an important question is, what was your biggest waste of resources or time? And then the counter side of that is, what was your best use of resources and time? And again, this just gets you thinking about what have you been doing during the course of the last year? And, and, and again, a lot of this reflection is helpful in just understanding you know, how you got to where you are now today from where you started a year ago okay but it's also going to help you when it comes to looking forward and setting goals for the the coming year and and that's what i want to shift gears now to and and talk about uh first of all the importance of goal setting and i I got an article off of forbes a while back um that talks about goal setting in general and why it's important and i just want to run through this because i want to make sure you understand why i do this religiously number one goals trigger behavior so having a clear, compelling goal is going to put your focus onto an actionable behavior, meaning something that you can actually do, right? You can move towards. And, and, and in other words, this, this goal setting in this sense should be motivating to you, okay? It should push you forward. So they trigger that behavior. They create that action for you. Number two, goals guide your focus, if you don't have focus, you may just be all over the map, like my toddler is. <laughs> he got he got a lot of birthday presents. He got a lot of Christmas presents, and he can't focus. He's just all over the place. So you want to put a goal together that's going to direct your action towards a concrete next step and a step after that, and that's going to guide your focus. That's going to guide your path down the road, okay? Number three, goals sustain momentum. And this is interesting. In I, I've experienced this. So seeing progress in, in yourself, it, it, it is quote unquote, addicting. and it literally is because there is a dopamine that is relate, uh, released into your brain after you attain a reward. I mentioned Facebook earlier, you get that like you feel good. That's that dopamine being released into your brain. Same thing happens if you set a goal and you achieve it, you feel great. And when we set goals, we don't set just one big lofty goal. We break it down into bits and pieces. And every time we hit one of those little stepping stones, we feel good about it. And we're, we're propelled forward onto the next part of that, that path, that goal. And, and that's that, that momentum that I'm talking about there. Now, goals, they're going to align your focus. Again, this, this works in two different ways. Number one, we've got a clear path that we're following. But as well, when you've got a goal in place... And we'll talk about SMART goals, goals that are measurable, for example, and time-bound. Those allow you to reflect back in the short term and get feedback on your progress. There's nothing worse than setting a goal at the start of the year and then not thinking about it and then getting to the end of the year and realizing, well, I had planned to lose X amount of weight or whatever it is. Didn't do anything about it because you didn't look at it along the course of the year. You didn't have that feedback loop that told you, uh, yeah, I gained a little bit more weight. I'm doing something wrong. Or, hey, I lost two pounds in X amount of time. Doing great. Keep it up. You know, you want to have that feedback loop that tells you what you're doing well um, and what you need to change. And then finally, number five, goal setting promotes self-mastery. When you build this process, and we've been doing this for years, when you build this process, you get more effective at it, right? It helps you build the character around that, that goal setting, and it helps you build self-efficacy, I guess I would say, you know, you, you develop yourself into a person that can set and maintain a process around goals and goal building and achieve goals, right? So the process itself makes you, makes you better, right? Makes you a better person. So I want to talk a little bit about SMART goals and you've probably heard this acronym before and, and there are slight variations to it depending on where you go to, to, to look it up if you you Google it or whatever. Um, but generally speaking, you wanna you wanna you wanna adhere to the, this acronym as you lay out goals. And SMART is an acronym, it's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic or relevant. I've seen both there, and time-bound. And each of these plays a part into that feedback loop, for example, that I just that I just talked about, into that added focus that a goal is gonna give you. And I wanna give you just a couple of examples in, in, in general about those and what I'm talking about. And then I wanna move into some smart goals that you can set as somebody that wants to become a single family investor, if you're not one already, and some smart goals that somebody can put together if you wanna become a multifamily investor, right? Maybe you wanna do both, but I wanna talk about some very concrete things you can think about and put to paper for the coming year if you wanna go down either one of those paths. Now, if you have any questions, again, the number here in the studio is 855. 497-4335 497-4335 or send me an email to askandy at l-u-i-n-c We'll continue with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio show in just a moment. Talk
0: 1370. listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show will change your life. We will teach you how to create wealth and passive income so you can be financially free. And now, back to your host.
1: You're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, and today, well, we're approaching year-end very, very quickly, the end of the year, the end of the decade and as part of that year end process here at, at the web household anyhow um and i know with uh, many of my investor buddies you know we we sit down we reflect we think about the year that's gone by uh what went well what didn't you know what was a drag on our time the toddler hint hint or you know what was what contributed to our success in terms of how we are able to manage that time better you know And then we look forward, and and that's what we're talking about right now is is the the goal-setting process. And we talked just ahead of the break about why it's important to do that. Um, There's a lot of interplay there, really, uh, mentally, uh, that goes into and and, and benefits you from the goal-setting process. If you missed that part of the show, you can go out to lifestylesunlimited.com, click on the radio tab. We archive the shows as part of our podcast podcast. uh uh, process there and you can find those they'll probably be out here in a couple days well with the year end, maybe a little later but uh give that give that a listen if you missed the first part of the show and we're going to now talk about smart goals i'm sure you've heard the acronym um it's it's a way to think about building your goals you want them to be specific measurable attainable realistic and or relevant depends Uh, on where you go for your source there and and time bound. And I just want to kind of walk through those very briefly because I want you to build these out um, well. You know, sitting there and thinking, well, I want to achieve financial freedom this year is, is pretty broad, right? I I want to, you know, do that in in five years. We talk about all the time here on the show, you can achieve financial freedom in five years, but it's helpful to sit down and put some numbers to that. And obviously at Lifestyles Unlimited, we we help you with that process. Um, But but let's talk through some smart, you know, what that smart acronym really means. So specific, right? A specific goal has, you have a greater chance at, at success if you really get into what that goal truly looks like. And, and typically you're going to ask yourself the W questions here, right? Who? Who's involved? What? What am I trying to do? Where? When? Why? Might be a part of that question. And depending on what we're talking about, you may use some or, or all of those. And again, retire early. That's my goal. I want to retire early. Well, what's early? When is that? What does that mean? That doesn't tell me anything that's not concrete enough. So really, I need to define that. If, if I'm 30, maybe I wanna retire by 35, right? That's a more specific number, right? If, if I'm working on my financial freedom and, and I want to acquire houses as part of that financial freedom, uh, building that passive income, how many houses do I wanna buy, right? That's how many, that's the what, when, by what time? I need to define all of that. By end of the year, by January, I wanna buy one house right and that moves us from specific to measurable by putting more concrete detail around these goals by really assigning numbers and in, in, in effect um, we're, we're putting that concrete criteria into place which is then measurable right so if you start the year you might you might say well okay I'm just beginning this process I wanna buy three houses by the end of the year well you've just put a very concrete number there now I might would tell you to go a step further and, and break that year down in time because that year's going to fly by very, very quickly. And you may suddenly find yourself in December 2020 looking back and hindsight is 2020 and realize, wow, the time just got away from me. So maybe break that up a little more. Start with house number one. I want to have house number one in my pocket, rehabbed and leased up by the end of March. And house number two, I'm going to have that bought, rented, rehabbed, etc by the end of June. House number three, end of October. So get very, very specific. Another measurable number that you can work with is your cash flow, right? And we talked about uh, cash flow chunking on an earlier show, which is looking at your debt load, and then building, building, <clears throat> offsetting uh, income to address each of those debt components: your car payment, your house payment, and, and so on. So start out the year by saying, "Okay, I want to take out this chunk of my debt in 2020." What is that 500 bucks a year in passive income a thousand? That's up to you. You need, you need to determine that, but set that number. And again, you can break it down by quarters by months, right? Depending on how fast or uh, slow you may want to move there. And now attainable attainable. This one's a little bit trickier for me. Sometimes Um, I, I don't want to have you think about attainable and think, well, I need to set easy goals. That's not the idea at all. Really, the the fact of the matter is when you sit down and and put a goal to paper and really pencil out the steps that are going to get you from today to the end of the year along that path to that final goal, that alone contributes to making it more attainable because you've built into place the steps that are going to get you there. You've you've thought about the skills you may need to develop. You've thought about the finances you may need to pull in to make this happen, right? That creates a, a, a higher degree of attainability there. And again, if, if you don't want to shoot too low, you want to shoot pretty high because a difficult goal is, you know, it's often easier to reach than a than a than an easy one because it draws a little bit more focus from you. You, you pay a little more attention to it. It becomes attainable by virtue of the fact that you've set that goal, um, you know, and you, you become you start to you, you, you create that vision, I guess I would say, and that uh, makes you see yourself a little bit better. Uh, More worthy, let's say of of hitting that goal of developing building those traits that personality, whatever it is that you need to get there Attainable realistic again a goal needs to be realistic um, In that you need to be both willing and able to do that now Maybe it's a skill set that you have to develop maybe that able's not quite there yet But you know that you can develop develop that skill set to get there but willing and able is important for example I want to achieve my financial freedom through rental real estate, but I don't really want to be a landlord. Well, that willingness isn't quite there, is it? So maybe going the single family route's not for you, but good thing for you, there are alternatives, right? Okay, think about it again. I want to achieve my financial freedom through residential real estate. If I don't want to be a landlord, I'm just not willing to do that. Apartments is the way to go. Right, Become a passive investor. So as you work through this process, you may better steer yourself right in the direction you truly need to go by thinking about what is realistic for you. Right, and There are a lot of people that are scared of tenants. and you know, I've been dealing with tenants for years. Nothing to be scared of, nothing to be afraid of, I'll tell you that. Um, but if that is something that's going to keep you up at night and you don't want to deal with that in person, go the multifamily route. You can be willing and able to do that. And finally, timely. Smart, again, is specific, measurable. We can get that feedback loop going, attainable, realistic, and then finally timely. You need to, it needs to be time-bound. If you don't put a time frame onto it, onto that goal, then there will be no sense of urgency to get it done. And again, you're going to start January 1, 2020 with this kind of nebulous goal. Or maybe you've even got the concrete steps there, but you haven't time, put any time-bound or timeline to those you're going to find yourself december 31st 2020 looking back and realizing you didn't really hit that goal you're going to go through that process of reflection you're going to realize you know i didn't put a deadline on any of this stuff so so assign a time frame to that again in the example we gave earlier if it's buying three houses in 2020 three single family rentals you know i tend to think personally in terms of quarters quarter 1 quarter 2 quarter 3 assign a deadline, assign a due date for those. And let me just tell you how my wife and I do it. We, we create what I call a goals board. It's important that you write this stuff down and you need to have it in a place where you can see it regularly and you should review it regularly. But we just take like a, it's one of those uh, poster boards that uh, you probably used it, you know, for your science fair or something like that. It's like a 22 inch by 28 inch poster board, just white, you, know, you get it for under a dollar and we'll get out our, our ruler and, and kind of divide it up into sections. A big block on there is REI is what it says. I'm having it right here in front of me, real estate investing. And we're going to put a number of things on there. We're going to put the number of houses that we want to get. Okay. We think about our business. How do we want to develop it? You know, is there some new bank relationship that we want to establish? We'll put that on there, you know, and we'll put a deadline. And typically divided by quarters, some stuff we put the months on there. Okay. And that allows us again to go through that feedback loop every month and sit down together just briefly. It doesn't take long. All right. End of January. Did we hit this? Did we hit this? This? Did we hit this? No. Yes. Great. Feeling good about it. Getting that, getting that, that rush going because we, we checked off all those things with a green check mark instead of a red X. Hey, you're listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We are going to talk about some specific measurable and timely goals that you can put into place for yourself if you want to be a single-family or multi-family investor when we continue with the show. Talk 13.7, the right choice.
0: Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It's time to turn up the volume and fine-tune your passive income plan so you can create the lifestyle you've always wanted.
1: Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb, and today we're talking about the year in review and the year to come, 2020. Uh, We've been talking about uh, goal-setting, the importance of going through that process and and maintaining a process really throughout the year, and uh, we talked a little bit about smart goals. Uh, you've heard that acronym: specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. And that really is a good way, a good structure to use when when building your goals. Uh, especially because it's going to help you with that feedback loop that really is going to tell you if you're if you're on the path still, and and how how might you need to adjust. And I was just describing briefly ahead of the break um, what my wife and I do. And, and whatever you do, you you need to put it in writing. Okay. If you sit there and talk about it and don't don't put the stuff in writing, it's it's going to it's just going to evaporate after the you know the first month of the year. So put it in writing. And what we do is we just get one of those twenty two inch by twenty eight inch poster boards, you know, from you know, you know grocery store up the road, fifty cents, whatever it is, <clears throat> and we'll get out our ruler, divide it into sections that address various parts of our life that we want to focus on. Real estate is one of those, obviously, as our business. Um, I've got some stuff around health that I'm looking at. My wife and I have our own quadrants because we've got different goals there. Um, skydiving. Right? That's one of our hobbies. What do we want to achieve in the year around that uh, particular hobby? Things to do around the house. Philanthropy, right? Part of the Lifestyles model involves giving back, and and we do like to give back. So we put very specific quarterly goals, again, because the year gets away from us. We've seen that firsthand with, I think, just with our toddler this year. Um, he's up and walking and, and running, and um, it's it slowed us down a bit. So this has helped keep us on track. Now, did we hit everything we wanted to? No. No, we've already sat down and reflected back and I'm I'm happy with what we did achieve. Um can we do better? I think so. I think we've got some time management challenges like I said with the little guy. <clears throat> but we put that stuff into quadrants and you know again we don't want to just focus on the business. We we don't want to lose sight of things like health and 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 giving and that sort of thing other growth areas. So we have that on there as well and depending on the topic we might break that down into quarterly or even even monthly goals. And what I do is I hang it on my office wall here here at the house. And, um, you know, it's visible daily. I'm in there every day. And it's something we can, there's room to update it, to, to make changes, to put a big green check mark uh, when we've achieved that, get that dopamine going, right, feel good about it. Uh, big red X if we didn't. And, and, again, we then do a, you know, we have a monthly review session, basically. And, and this allows for, for motivation, right? We, we're motivated, inspired by our successes, uh, and we learn from those failures. And, and time to time, we're, we're going to recalibrate and and replan that that thing you know lay it lay it out maybe slightly different in one of those in one of those quadrants as as needed so let's talk a little bit about smart goals that that you can put in place if if you want to become a single family investor okay goals for buying you know buying renovating and and renting your your first single family home okay if you're listening to this program you may be a little bit farther along the timeline if i have time we'll talk for 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 the more experienced folks but if you're just getting started, you know, what can you do? One smart goal that you might set is to assess your financial position by January 7th, all right? Assess your, your, your financial position by creating a list of all your assets and your liabilities, right? Your balance sheet. We need to know what that looks like. This is a personal financial statement is what I'm talking about here and and assessing where you've got cash coming in and where you've got cash going out that's a picture that you want to build in fact we we set a net worth goal every year i want to see how that personal financial statement is changing and obviously we want to drive it upwards so if you assess that now january 7th if you don't know where you sit now you need to you need to establish that and and then you can you can build from there so set that goal to be done very early first week of january Okay, we've gotten very specific there with what we're doing, and it's time-bound. Another goal, meet with three conventional lenders and get pre-qualified with one of them by by middle of January, January 14th. Now, you may not meet them in person. This could be a telephone conversation. But if you're going to be buying single-family houses, you're going to need a a lender on your team. So get that done early, and having that personal financial statement already done is going to help you with your conversation with, with that lender ancillary to that again meet with three three hard money lenders at least and again get pre-qualified with one of them by middle of the month by january and i'll tell you that once you've gotten pre-qualified with a conventional lender if, if you get a pre-qual letter from them just pass that on to your hard money lender and and they'll see that you, you if you're good to get out on the back end they're going to be comfortable with you so that shouldn't be a problem another thing you're going to want to do is build your team Build your team. Now, the lenders, they're going to be part of that, but you're going to need to think about who who do you need on your team and have that done. Let's set it for the end of January so you're able to go fast. If you buy that house February, you've got your team built. You can get everything into place and hit that goal that we talked about of having your first house done at least by the end of March, right? So you want to build that team. Find out who you're going to have on that that team in the first month of the year. Find that general contractor that's going to do the work for you. Find that foundation company. We're in North Texas. I'm in North Texas anyhow. We got foundation problems, uh, gotta, gotta have a foundation company uh, to take care of that and fix that for us. Roofer, plumber, handyman, you need to find all those guys. Insurance broker, you know, we talked about lenders already. Realtor, if you're gonna use one or more, start having that conversation and set a specific goal around finding that realtor that you wanna use, and a leasing agent if you don't plan to do the, the rent up yourself. So build that team, get that done by the end of January. Get that done by the end of January and the rest of the year, Will run that much more smoothly for you. You don't want to wait till the last minute. I can't tell you. I mentioned Facebook earlier. I'm in a number of groups, and it, it, it makes me crazy how often I see people that have just closed on a house and are trying to get this team built now that we've closed and have the asset just sitting there. Don't do that. Get that team built. And and I'll tell you. Here's another smart goal for you. If you're not sure. How to go about this whole thing yourself? Register for the next Financial Freedom Program by December 31st. You got two days. If I set that goal for you, but get it done. Give it some urgency. In all seriousness, um, I mentioned earlier in the show we've got those coming up. The the two day program um, already in Dallas and in Houston. Uh, the second weekend of the month we've got that going on. The first weekend of the month and in uh, end of january in san diego uh you can go to our facebook page to check that out or go to lifestylesunlimited.com uh, and reach out to membership services and they can uh, they can tell you uh, where we've got the next uh, financial freedom pr- program coming up near you by the way we also have that online so if you're not in a place where you can easily get to this in person that's not a problem you can do the two-day online and uh, really digest that content um At your pace, and again, we talked about the fact that the first eight hours of that two-day is focused on single-family. Second, second eight hours, of the second day is focused on multifamily. Now, what about multifamily? You know, if you want to get into a multifamily deal, your first one as a passive, same thing you did for single-family. You want to determine your financial position if you don't know it already. And again, I recommend that you build that personal financial statement and determine your net worth, and, and this is going to help guide you in in figuring out how much you can comfortably invest so so go back to what we talked about in terms of the timeline for the single family get that done in the first week of january It shouldn't take you that long and and again your net worth that's going to help you determine and your 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 cash flow etc your your reserves the cash in the bank um, that's going to help you decide what you can comfortably invest and it's also going to tell you once you know your net worth are you accredited or not and and this is important Um, i'm not going to go into great detail here but the, the SEC, um, they set certain criteria around the, the type of um, lead or the type of, uh, I guess, the type of investment structure that we use when we buy multifamily properties. A lead investor puts together a deal we buy in as passives. And either you need to be accredited, which means you have a big net worth, a million or more, excluding your single family house, or you've got a big income look that up i don't have the details written down here in front of me or you're sophisticated now you may not have that net worth that that qualifies you as accredited but that's okay a sophisticated investor is one that you're going to find at lifestyles unlimited i'll tell you that first of all but a sophisticated investor is one that's educated in a nutshell they've done their homework and in fact at lifestyles unlimited we have a passive certification uh you go through this whole process you get a certification that says you are a qualified passive investor you are sophisticated you know what you're doing. And lead investors, they're going to ask you whether you're accredited or sophisticated. That matters to them. So you need to know where do you fall. And if you're not accredited, you need to become sophisticated. So again, set a, a time-bound goal around when you're going to make that happen. Okay? And I will tell you, do this. Register for the next and nearest Lifestyles Unlimited Financial Freedom Seminar. Do it by January 1. And again, you can attend online, and that will get you moving down the path to becoming that sophisticated investor. I'll tell you as well, you know, Lifestyles Limited is out there. And, and go out, find, find some other apartment investor groups in your area. Do that by the middle of January, okay? Schedule those into your calendar throughout the year, okay? Um, start attending these things. You need to network. You need to meet people. And that's a goal you should set as well as meet, I don't know, 10, 20. You determine the number. Lead investors as soon as you can, end of January, end of February, whatever works for your timeline. But uh, the sooner, the better. Um, One other smart goal that you're gonna wanna set is around your investing criteria. Determine that very, very soon. In fact, you should determine that before you start talking with lead investors. What sort of cash on cash return do you wanna see as a passive investor? What sort of model do you wanna follow? Are you buying into yield investments, Uh, value plays, hybrids? How many unit counts do you wanna see in an apartment? What market? Houston, San Antonio, Phoenix? Atlanta. We're investing all across the nation at Lifestyles Unlimited. But set that set that goal as well. Put a time bound stamp on it, January 15th, so you know, so you know where you stand. And final final smart goal for you, go to Lifestyles Unlimited website today, click on the expo tab, and sign up for our wealth and passive income expo 2020 coming up at the end of February. You will come away inspired and ready to take action. This is Andy Webb. I thank you for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It's been a great year. And I look forward to a great year ahead. I wish you much much success in 2020. And remember, it's not the money, it's the a lifestyle. Lifestyles
0: Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then... And remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle.